Welcome to Rescued and Restored, trying to live holy in a world with no conviction. I'm Jessica. I'm no expert and I'm not a know-it-all. I just realized after chasing everything else, the only thing that satisfies me is talking about God and sharing how He works in my life. The miracles, the stings of correction, the laughter and joy of how He comes through at the last minute, just real life stuff in hopes that you leave inspired and or convicted to go deeper with the Father. So if you want to join this conversation, come hang out for a bit. Welcome back to another episode. So I want to put this little bonus episode in because I want to be able to tell you guys how God came through. I told you that I would make an episode just dedicated to this when it happened. And so this is that. On December 22nd, we woke up late because the in-between holidays, school being out, it's we just don't get up around here. And so I woke up late, which automatically just kind of put me in a little bit of a bad mood because I just felt like I had so much to do and I had already lost so much time because of sleeping in. And so I was already kind of irritated. And then on top of it, it was the day that that was the first Friday that my podcast went live. So my first episode. And while that had already been released before, um, before I woke up, like that was taken care of, I was still trying to do other stuff like to get it on my website to try to figure out how to even share it with anybody. So I was trying to do all this stuff. And when it comes to technology, most of us just get super aggravated with it. And so I was starting to get aggravated because this is all new and I don't understand it. But in my irritation, my best friend decides that she, for some reason, in the middle of the day that we need to meet at McDonald's and I can get her son to come stay with my boys. And then we'll just, you know, hang out at McDonald's for a few and just see each other. And she was wanting to meet at 1. And it was already like, I don't know, 12 o'clock or something whenever, you know, I was talking with her about this. And I still needed a shower. Like, I, I really needed to wash my hair. And I know that sounds so, like, stupid. But as as a female, y'all know that when it's, like, the day that you got to wash your hair, it's a whole process. I mean, you really have to work yourself up to it because you can't just wash your hair. You got to blow dry it. You got to fix it. It's a whole thing. And so I just didn't want to do that at you know, what, like lunchtime or 1130 in the morning, like I wasn't trying to do it then I was just gonna try and clean up around the house and whatever do it later. So I was like irritated that I couldn't get this stuff to work. And then she was wanting me to meet her in like two hours. And it, it just wasn't working. It was just too much. She I told her like my husband was out. And so I told her I was like, Travis can swing by and get Carter. It's not a big deal. You know, he's already out. And then she was like, No, what if I wanted to see you? And I was like, oh, Okay, all right. I said, well, I'll just quit what I'm doing right now. I'll just stop everything in the middle of what I'm doing. Go take a shower, wash my hair, blow dry it. And I'll meet you there too. And so I met her there too. But while I was getting ready, it's kind of, I mean, some people find this interesting. This is just how I am. But while I was getting ready and in the shower and then blow drying my hair, I was just talking with the Lord the whole time about it because I was like, Lord, is today the day? Like, is today the day that you're going to, you know, give back what we sowed? Because I'm irritated. Because in my mind, I just went to thinking, when I hear stories about like miracles or, or, you know, things like this, a lot of the times you hear where the person is inconvenienced or they're irritated or, you know, they're having a bad day or something. And it's in that moment that the Lord comes through with whatever it is they were waiting for. So I'm like, Lord, today's the day, isn't it? Like you're today's the day. And then I was like, you know, we only have three days left. So you have three days to show up, God. Like, I still trust you. 
but you have three days to show up. And so we go, me and the boys get in the car, we go to, to McDonald's and just for a little bit of like backstory. So the McDonald's where we go is, it's between our church and our house. So we are there frequent. I don't like to admit that, but we are there frequent, especially over the last 11 years of the boys growing up and us going to church so much. But so I said that to say that some of the people in there, depending on who's working, sometimes they know us because they've been there forever too. So we go in and Crystal's already ordered the boys food. So I go up to go get their food and the boys walk with me. And then the manager there, she sees us. And while we go sit back down at our table and the boys are just hanging out with Carter and playing right beside us, um, the manager comes, she comes over there and she, she stands beside me and she has a red envelope in her pocket, in her coat pocket. She says, somebody came in this morning, a good Samaritan, she said, and handed me this and said to give it to a family that I thought was deserving of it for Christmas. And as soon as she was saying all that, like I knew, I knew what it was. I knew this was the moment. And so I was getting like excited and I was already starting to get emotional. I just wasn't showing it yet. And as soon as she handed me the the card, it was like a Christmas card. And so I opened it and I didn't even like read anything because it, it's not like I was just trying to see what kind of money was in there, but I knew that I knew what this moment was. And so I wasn't really bothered about what the card said yet. I just wanted to see, is this it? And so I flipped to the back, flipped to the back because there's like, several little things you have to pick up. And in the very back, there is a uh, Best Buy gift card for $500, which is the exact amount that I asked the Lord for, because that's how much their PS5 was, $499.99. It was exactly what I needed, exactly what I asked the Lord for. And I just started crying. The boys were like, what's going on? But they also knew at the same time, they had to have known. And they were just staring at me. Crystal's over there. She's like, Jess, what is it? What is it? And she's like tearing up. And then the manager lady, she starts kind of tearing up. And then some other lady walks by that's working. And she's like, oh, honey, you deserve it. It's okay. And I'm just like, I don't I don't even know you, but thank you. Like, you know, it's it was just a whole moment. And I, I was so thankful. But also so not taken back, but uh, amazed maybe. I don't really know what the word is. Like, I knew God was going to come through. But it's totally different when he actually does come through, you know, like, and especially in a way that like I had no idea. I just cried. I just cried because of his faithfulness and how good he is. And so the lady goes back to work and I'm telling Crystal the whole story because she knew nothing about this. She was not asking me to come to McDonald's because she knew anything about this. I didn't even tell her about sewing their money until after all of this happened. So she had no she had no idea that any of this had happened. So she genuinely was like, "What what is going on?" And so I tell her the whole story. She's crying. I'm still tearing up, and it's just it's a whole moment. And then I tell the boys, I'm like, "Boys, do y'all understand what just happened? Like this is how God just came through. Like this is yours. This is because we were faithful. We sewed, and then God gave it back to us." I was like, "This is your PS5," and it was, it was just a wonderful moment. Like it really was one of those moments that I wish that I could have on video to just always remember it exactly how it happened. But maybe that's what this podcast will do for me. We sit there, we have conversation, we talk about all of this and I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed at how God came through. And then I think it's hilarious because I knew that in my irritation and my frustration earlier, 
and just like, Ugh, why do I have to do this right now? And and Crystal's persistence about why do I need to be at McDonald's? Like, that's really what started getting me to think, Lord, you're trying to get me here for a reason. Because we didn't even have plans to go. We were supposed to be going to eat dinner that night with them. Not going to McDonald's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of my day. And so it was just all kind of strange, but also exactly how it needed to be. After we got done like having conversation before we left, I told the manager to come back over when she got a minute because I wanted to explain to her exactly why that meant so much to me. And so I testified to her the entire story, told her about how faithful God is. And she was, you know, she was tearing up and, and crying some. And then I also told her, thank you. And then she was like, no, honey, thank God. Thank God. And I was like, no, like I am and I do and I will. But thank you because you had to be obedient to hear the Lord, whether she knew she was hearing the Lord or not. I don't know. But she had to be obedient to know to give it to us when we came in and not to have given it to somebody else. And what's interesting to me, whenever I went up there to go tell her to come over and listen to, to my testimony for it, she was like, I'm just so thankful y'all walked in. She was like, I, she was like, I was waiting for y'all today. So to think that like we were even possibly on her mind because she's watched my kids grow up over the 11 years and, you know, she's seen us in there in and out after church, like that in itself, out of all the people that she comes across in a day's time and over the last 11 years, we were the people that was also on her mind. Like that's a whole God thing right there in itself because it could, she could have picked anybody. She could have just been like, here's somebody in the drive through. Let me give it to them. Like, it could have been anybody. And she said, I'm so glad you guys came in. I was waiting for you guys to come in. And I'm like, well, I won't even plan in to come here today. So I'm glad you were waiting for me to come. Like, I won't plan in to come. Her obedience is also what allowed this to happen the way that it happened. And not just her obedience. Like, I really started thinking about this after it had all happened, like later that day and then, you know, the next day. And all the people that had to be obedient prior to me getting that card. So the person who walked in that morning to give the card, that person had to be obedient to choose that McDonald's at that place at that time, that day, all the, all the things for her to then give it to me. But even before that, whoever the other person was, because in the card it says, and it looks like, to me, it looks like an old man's handwriting. I don't know. It just reminds me of my grandpa's handwriting. So I assume, I mean, I have no idea, but I assume that it was an old man, but in the card, it says, um, a good Samaritan gave this to me and I just want to pay it forward. And so somebody had to give it to him is what that sounds like to me. Somebody gave him that card. He gave that card to me, but then how many hands did that thing really go through? Like, that's so cool to me to think about how God operates and how his hand is in every situation, every situation. If we'll slow down, take the time to look, and to and to really see how he orchestrated every single thing. Like that that part is more amazing to me than the receiving it. Like I don't know. I think that stuff's really cool. So all that happens, we're excited. We don't I'm just giddy. Like I don't really know how to act. Like I, I think it's always hilarious when God comes through with something crazy like that. I'm one of those people, I may have mentioned it before, but I'm not like a jump up and down person. I just laugh at the Lord and not at the Lord, like, you know, but with the Lord, I guess. Um, 
because it's just that amazing to me. But we we call Travis, we tell him, I call my mom, we call we tell her, and then I try and um, talk to pastor our kids pastor, and he doesn't answer and he's busy, and so I can't tell him until the following day when I get a chance. But I also call one of my other best friends, and she's just bawling on the phone, and then it makes me cry, and it was a whole thing, and we just all, we all gave God the credit for it, which is ultimately the reason that he even asked me to do it, and then came through for it. Um, so we did, we did all of that, and it was amazing, and so that night, I told Travis, I was like, we are not, we are not going to wait. Like, let's go get this PS5 tonight with these kids and they had their friend over and so we took him with us and we all went down to Best Buy and sure enough sure enough we get there like an hour before they close which two days before three days before Christmas was probably dumb I mean there's nobody in there that wasn't why but they just didn't have nothing so we finally get to the counter and we ask and he's like no but you can we don't have any PS5s in but you can order one and I was like well no that's boring like who after all this, I mean, he didn't know the story, but after all this, no, like I, we want to walk out of this place with this thing in our hands. And so we leave. And then I don't know, I think, I think it was like a day after Christmas or two days after Christmas, we went back again to try same thing sold out. And so I asked him again, I was like, all right, when's your next truck coming in? Like, when do you suggest that we come? And he said the following morning. And so my mom rode with us and we went back down and finally got one, finally got one. And the boys were ecstatic. They came home. They played that thing probably for like five hours. And I'm not even going to lie. It's been an annoyance to me the majority of the time already. But, you know, that's just how it goes. I swear. They've spent, between them and Travis together, they've probably spent 40 hours on that thing in, since the day after Christmas or whenever it was we got it. I mean, it's, I I get it though because they're in there. They're spending time together. You know, they're spending time with daddy. They enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. It's wonderful. But on like the fourth day of them just being out there for like four or five hours straight, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Like, you, you got to take a break. So thankfully, when school starts back, they won't be on it until the weekends. Um, so they will get that break. And I will also get my, you know, kids to interact with me again and my husband for that matter, because I won't have to be I won't be fighting a PS5, which funny story. Maybe it's not funny. I don't really know. Some of y'all might be like, that's ridiculous. But it's what changed a lot of stuff for us in our marriage. So it's funny to me now that Travis plays video games with the boys so much because when we first got married, um, he used to play video games all the time. And I would get so irritated and so mad because I legit could walk in the, the house and he wouldn't even know I was there. I could walk out of the house. He wouldn't even know I left. And I'm like, what? why am I even married? Please tell me. Why did I get married? I'm 21. You don't even know I'm here. What are we doing right now? And so you'll hear more about all of that, not the video games, but the whole marriage and all the issues and almost divorce and everything else in another episode. But at that point in time, I mean, this was like 15 years ago, I told him, I was like, it got to the point to where I was like, it's either me or video games. Like, you legit have to stop playing these video games. This is causing so much trouble in our marriage. And it was, but I also was causing a whole lot more trouble than that. But it didn't add to it. And all the things together just made for a complete dysfunction the first few years of our marriage. But now, since having kids, we finally got them a 
Well, we didn't actually get it. My my friend actually gave it to the boys, I think when they were seven. I think when they were seven or eight, they got their first video game. And it was a Wii. And it was an old Wii. It was her old Wii. And so it's not even like it was a brand new thing. Because I was like, nope, we're not doing that. Absolutely not. My kids don't have tablets. They don't have phones. We don't do any of that stuff. Like, like we do it. I mean, we have phones, obviously, and computers. But my kids don't have that. They don't have devices. And I wasn't about to do that for them. Especially when they were little. Like, that's not how I raised my kids. And so when my friend gave them the Wii, I was like, I held it, actually. I put it up for, for a few months. And then I was like, on their seventh or eighth birthday, whichever it was, I was like, all right. Actually, no, it was not their birthday. That is a lie. It was not their birthday. It was it was a Sunday. This is bad parenting. It was a Sunday after church. And I was like, I just want to rest. Like, I I don't want to have to do anything. And so I was like, honey, don't you think it's time that we give them this Wii so they can play? And that's exactly how they got it. And I got my rest. Um, but that's the only thing. Until my mom got a switch for them, I think, for their ninth birthday or ninth Christmas something like that I don't know and that was my cousins so that wasn't even new and so that's all they've had and so this PS5 really was a big deal to them one because it was brand new and two because they they're not used to having all of that kind of stuff like I said so it's not like oh they just got another you know gaming system oh they just got the the newest one no like it was a big deal because it was the first new one they've ever had um and so now, now I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. For the most part, I'm like, whatever, go play. I need some time alone. And so Travis and them, they'll just play and play and play. And then they'll be in there yelling at each other because, you know, they're playing NBA 2K and Travis is trying to do something and they're in the way or vice versa. And I'm, I have to talk to all of them like they're kids. It's ridiculous. I'm like, you do know you're yelling at your kids. Like, why are y'all acting like this? Like, stop. And so it's, it's just funny to me now. It's like full circle. Like I made him get rid of his video games whenever we first got married to save our marriage, which didn't actually help. And then now he gets to play them with his kids. But they think that's quality time. Well, it is quality time. And so, that you know, that's all that matters to me. And they enjoy it. But that's pretty much, I think, this episode. I just wanted to let y'all know how God came through. Oh, and I do want to say that whenever I told... I don't even know why I just skipped all over the place with this. But um, our kids pastor told me after I told him, he was like, I really think that you should share that Sunday morning at church, which would have been Christmas Eve. And he was like, come to church early, talk to pastor and see if you he'll let you share. And I just didn't feel that like personally myself. I didn't feel the Lord telling me to share that like a, I need to go early type of thing. And so I didn't go early. And I was like, Lord, I don't feel that. I said, so if you really want me to say this or testify about this, I was like, you're going to have to have pastor call me out and ask me to testify because I wasn't, I didn't want to go to him first and I didn't, I didn't even want to share it because I didn't want it to be about me. And so I, we got to church almost late, like almost late, five minutes late, probably. And then I had to go share it for the little kids in the back, pastor our uh, kids pastor came and asked me to share it in the back. So I went and shared it in the back and I came back into our sanctuary. And and then a few minutes later, our pastor was like, Jesse, can you do this in five minutes? And I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) So that was the Lord. The Lord wanted it shared because I did not mention it to him at all. Now, obviously our kids pastor did because he had to know about it somehow, or maybe, I mean, 
He said he'd been hearing about it. So I, I assume that's who. But I was like, Lord, I'm not. Like, I don't, I just didn't, I don't know. Like, sometimes the Lord has told me, like, you need to testify about this in church, or you need to say this, or you need to pray over this, ask, call and ask your pastor if you can. And I do. I didn't feel that this time. So I really wanted to make sure that it was nothing about me, that there was no me in it. And that if God really wanted it said, that it would be for him. And one last thing with that, what's really cool too, for me personally, is it's just another obedience thing. So I shared it, but of course, every time, I feel like every time I get asked to share something or I ask to share something in church, it's like, I'm always rushed. Like there's never just time to really talk about what God did. And so in that, you know, you naturally just leave stuff out. And I left out like the whole part of just trusting God. And so the whole service, like the entire service, I felt the Lord correcting me on that and like convicting me of that and telling me like, you left out this whole section and you need to mention this. And so I hesitated and hesitated at the end of service during the altar call. And then I finally was like, I've got to be obedient. Like I have to. And so I went and I asked our other pastor that was preaching if I could share something else because the Lord had been convicting me of something I didn't say. And, and so he allowed me to, and I, I just, you know, told the congregation about trust and, and how the the card itself and God coming through was amazing. But all of that couldn't have happened if I didn't trust God first. Like whatever he's asking of you, trust him because he's, he's trying to do so many different things. And I told you all that in the last episode. And so when I was saying this though, it's like, there was one gentleman that I, I personally have never noticed before at our church, but that don't say much because I don't see a lot of people. I'm just kind of like tunnel vision, like in, I'm here to worship <laughs> out. Like I don't try to get distracted by people because it's so easy too. But as I was saying this to the congregation, I saw this gentleman, like I just kind of scanned my eyes across and I saw this gentleman. And when I was saying like, God just wants you to trust him. Like he was just like weeping. And I could tell that he was like, like genuinely being touched by the Lord by it and that the Lord needed him and maybe more people, but he specifically needed this gentleman to hear those words. And so that in itself is like, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but just to know that I was, I was obedient again in hearing what God was telling me to do even though I was fighting it because I ain't trying to be up there. Like I'm not trying to be this person that's always up there or having something to say, or I'm this and I'm that like, it's never, it's never that for me. But I also have missed opportunities when the Lord has told me to go up and say something in fear of what others would say about me going up too much. And the, the feeling of missing the moment and in, and being in uh, disobedience, that is much more painful than me getting up there and just forgetting what everybody else has to say and not caring what they have to say because I'm being obedient to what God said. And in my obedience, the Lord was able to minister to this man. And that was just, that was like a mind blown moment. And so it really made me, it, it made it gave me another moment to say, okay, I really did hear God and I really did need to be obedient. And because of it, now look at, look, there's fruit from it. And so for the next time, again, here's another thing in my, in my, you know, history of things that God came through for or being obedient. And this is what happened. 
And so that's just, I don't know, that's just really cool to me that the Lord really truly had this one thing for that man. And it meant something to him. And that that's why he had to have me testify that morning. And maybe others, I'm sure maybe others. But if it was just for that one gentleman, like I'm, I'm just glad that I was obedient. And I'm glad that the Lord called me out because he had to because he knew I wasn't going to go up myself. So that's this episode. I, I, I'm still kind of amazed at it all, of course. Um, I'll write it down on my altar wall. I already did. Um, that'll be episode two, like remembering what God does and having a place where you're writing it down. Um, so you can always go back and see these moments when God comes through. And so that that's on there. The kids know I'm about to share a reel on Instagram of some video and, and photos of the moment, the gift card, the card, the whole thing, trying to get the Best Buy three different times, all of it. Also, my kids look homeless in these videos. Don't judge. You know, they're 11 and they think that they know how to dress themselves and they still look homeless, but it's cool. Whatever. I don't have time to worry about it. I'm not that I'm not that mom that picks out all their clothes and makes them look aesthetically pleasing all the time. I gave that up when they were like four. Um, so yeah, so look out for that. And then also, I think that it's so cool that like my friends, not all of them, of course, but some of them, like they've been sending me screenshots, like they'll take a picture of whatever it is they're listening to, or wherever they're listening um, of my of my episodes, and they're sending it to me. And I, I don't know, I never thought that would be a thing. Like, I never thought, oh, how would that feel? And to me, that's I don't know. It's kind of like, huh, people are actually listening. Like, I, I just said, I said yes to the Lord, even if one listened. And so to actually see the growth in just two episodes, because I was like, okay, this will just be another one of those things where, you know, it'll probably be like three people and my mom's going to be one of them. <laughs> um, and my best friend, because she just tries to support me and everything. So then there'll be like one stranger out there listening, but already already this thing's gotten a lot more uh what's the word I'm looking for a lot more traction than I expected so soon so share these things like send them text them whatever on social media share it wherever you want however you can just share it with somebody because it might not just help me out in making you know me thankful that I'm obedient and, and show me some fruit in my obedience but it might really help out that other person. So uh, continue to trust God for whatever he's asking. And we'll chat soon. We are still going to pray. We'll just make it super short. So, Father, I thank you that you came through. I thank you that you're faithful. I thank you that when you ask something of us, it's because you're trying to teach us so many things. And in that, there is fruit in our obedience, and then that's going to lead to the next thing that you ask from us. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you came through for my kids. I thank you that you came through for me, and I thank you that you came through for every single person listening that can feel your presence in that story and in that miracle. Lord, I ask that it would touch somebody to, to trust you and believe for something greater and bigger and to say yes a lot easier. And I ask that you would just... Let this episode and this miracle go further than anything else because it's all glorifying you. I mean, the whole thing is, but let this actual miracle episode 
glorify you in places that I didn't even think it could reach and let it just encourage people let it let it spark let it spark something in others that they want to do something that would have to put their faith to the test father to see you come through when you ask so I thank you for that I ask that you bless these people I ask that you bless the rest of their week and until Friday's episode let them all be ready on Friday to listen to episode three but I guess technically four now and so Lord I thank you I thank you that this is reaching uh, more people than what I thought already and that's kind of mind-blowing um it's it's always going to be humbling because I'm not that person to think anything of myself and so I just say thank you and it's all for your glory anyway so it ain't got nothing to do with me I'm just saying yes and trying to be obedient in it so bless me father bless this podcast bless every listener And we thank you for it. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. And we thank you that we can trust you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Rescued and Restored, trying to live holy in a world with no conviction. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to follow, subscribe, and like wherever you are listening, not to miss a new episode on every Friday. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment or find me on Instagram at Jessica Locklear underscore. I hope you have a great week, and we'll chat soon.